Welcome to Live Well with Southwell. Southwell is dedicated to helping you be equipped with the best tools and knowledge to make sure you and your family live a healthy life. Live Well with Southwell features interviews with experts across many areas of healthcare and wellness. We hope you enjoy listening and most importantly, living well. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Liza Tillman, and we are joined again by Dr. Abi Saxena, psychiatrist and medical director of Southwell Behavioral Health, and Amanda Ramshead, director of Southwell Behavioral Health. Today, we wanted to do a check-in with everyone and see how you've been doing with your New Year's resolutions and any habits you were trying to build last month. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Great to be here. Yeah, we've never had both of you guys uh, at a podcast at the same time, so we'll this this should be fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> so before we get started, let's review what each of your roles are at Southwell. Let's start with you, Dr. Saxena. Yeah, so I'm a, a psychiatrist. I see patients with uh, depression, anxiety, uh, sleep disturbances, and uh, geriatric care. We provide specifically uh, inpatient services uh, down in Adel. Okay, nice. How about you, Amanda? Yes, so I'm a marriage and family therapist, um, and I manage the service line overall. Um, Our services that we provide both in Adel at the Sylvia Barr Center and in Tifton at our clinic, Southwell Medical Psychiatry. Okay, great. So I know we've talked about both of those um, areas uh, in depth with on various podcasts, so we won't uh, stick to that too much. But I think today we had some questions that your patients, some common questions that your patients have asked you um, about setting healthy habits. And we're like I said, we're just kind of checking in to see how everybody's doing with that. So January happened. January 1st happened. We all were setting ourselves up for success, setting up some resolutions. And now it's February. Let's see how everybody's doing with that. So um, the first question is, I've already failed at keeping my resolutions. Do you have any advice for me to turn it around? So who wants to take that one? Well, first, I just want to say congratulations on making it through the holidays. Because last time we were together, that was the goal. So don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) That's right. right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely, um, I think that sometimes we um, think that we're going to be able to do some really awesome things Mm -hmm. whenever we set our New Year's resolutions. And um, I think that we will. We will achieve those awesome things. We're just going to have to break them up into smaller chunks Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of give ourselves grace whenever we have a cheat day or maybe two cheat days, right. or um, even if if you've set some exercise goals and you're not quite meeting those, but you are doing something, you have to give yourself credit for what you've done because it's those little steps that make big dividends over time, you know? And do you guys see that people tend to get set really lofty goals and kind of set almost set themselves up for failure because they're setting up such big goals that they've never done before, or these habits that they've never done. And like you said, all of a sudden it's like, oh, if I, if I just mess up one day. Um, so how, how, what does that look like? How, do you, how can you change that? Yeah, I think the target setting, the goal setting is a really important part of being able to be successful, not just in these resolutions, but really a lot of things we do. Um, it's so nice uh, having Amanda, you know, a therapist's point of view. Just I, I feel better after even hearing you say it's okay. Uh, to <laughs> it's all going to be okay. Yeah, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> But I, I think I think that's a really good point. Uh, if you've already kind of not kept uh, the, the goals that you had, kind of re relook at them, make sure that they're realistic, make sure with all the other things going on in your life that these were things that you were able to keep. Now, if there are things you should be doing, you know, that sometimes you also have to take a hard look in the mirror and kind of figure out why you haven't been able to keep them and make the necessary adjustments. Um, but don't be too hard on yourself. It's it's still early. We still got a long year left. 
That's right. Do you see that people tend to set, I think what we think of is, is weight loss goals, right? Mm -hmm. What other kinds of goals could people have set um, that they can check in with themselves about? I think there's some little, I think there's some mini goals that you can set for Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, If like weight loss is your ultimate goal, um, you could actually just set some mini goals like um, to be active for a few minutes a day each day or to increase your water intake or to change some of your eating habits, Mm -hmm. maybe to cook dinner instead of eating out as often. And you can see um, over time that you'll, you know, that you'll actually meet your goal more easily than you would had you set like a 20 pound weight loss right. goal and um, gone into it hardcore, you, mm-hmm. you just kind of take some little steps to make your, um, to kind of get you to where you want to be and to, to make those goals happen, you know. Couldn't agree more. I think the idea of chipping away at it um, mm-hmm. and, and also, you know, weight loss goals are, are difficult uh, to gauge success. Um, you know, one metric is the number on the scale. But what seems to be better and more fitting, uh, because people can lose weight, but then they can also gain it back before the year's even over. That's um, right. so, so some better goals in, in that realm is just to live a healthier lifestyle. So try to incorporate more water, try to incorporate more vegetables. Um, are, am I living healthier than I was last month, last week, last year? Um, and so globally, that can also allow you a day or two to kind of mess up, quote unquote, um, if overall you're heading in the right direction even if the scale doesn't show you that you're, you're doing 20% better, you might be doing 20% better. Um, and so I agree with that. And you asked some, what are some of the other goals people probably set? I imagine people have some career goals, some job goals, um, some family dynamic, um, being more, um, able to be present, uh, things like that. And, um, those are all very valid goals, um, that I think, uh, many people set, going into a new year. And those can be a little bit harder to track rather than that hard data that mm-hmm. you get from weight loss, right? Like you see the number go down or up. Um, so how can you, I, I remember one year I had set a goal that I was going to put my phone down mm-hmm. when I got home. Mm-hmm. I never That's did that. That's a good one. <laughs> I never did it. Um, I, I might've done it for a few days. And so well, you um, are the PR lady. Yeah, I, it's, it's, tough I, yeah. it's difficult. Yes. You, you do get it a little bit of an out because it's a uh, part of your job. So that's true. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think like you said, kind of being more present for our family um, and maybe would you recommend uh, kind of the, one of the things that was popping in my head was accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how effective is that? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea. Um, you have to kind of know yourself and your situation uh, sometimes telling a few people is helpful and then you can even tell them, Hey, will you check in with me in March, April, see how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I totally give you permission. I also give you permission to call me out if I'm absolutely not doing what right. I said I need to be doing. Um, you don't want to tell too many people cause they could kind of get, uh, kind of the negative feedback loop going and yeah. you kind of get frustrated with people that, uh, you know, are your friends and you really don't want them to be all in your business. Um, but at the same time, you know, like your, your partner, your, your, your spouse, loved one, somebody, uh, maybe even somebody that's doing it with you, um, kind of like teaming up, uh, just like working out or something like that, having a workout partner uh, tends to increase uh, adherence. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, I've been, not to make this podcast about me, but I've been working out for two years, three days a week, because my dad agreed to go to the gym with me oh, wonderful. in the morning. And I say that he's an accountability partner. He doesn't get on to me if I don't go, but I just know that he wakes up whether or not I'm going to be there and he's going to go and I feel bad leaving him there. And so if I haven't gotten myself out of bed and everything, so that's been probably the, the longest goal that I've ever been able to keep just because I know now I'm really lucky that he's keeping up his end of the bargain. (laughs) 
because we sometimes you find an accountability partner that could um, come with as many excuses as you do. But um, that's just been huge for me. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a perfect example of, yeah. you know, somebody work, you know, you're working together towards the same goal. And so it, it makes everything um, easier and you're able to talk to each other and, and you're going through the same thing, you mm-hmm. know, so you have something mutual that you can talk about. Yeah. How, it, go ahead. How would y'all handle if your accountability partner is kind of the one that's uh, not keeping up their end of the Ugh, deal? That's um, tough. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that I would just, I would reassess and, and see if maybe I wanted to go solo or, you know, do what I could just to support them in their journey, but maybe back away a little bit, see if I needed a new accountability partner. Um you know, because it's really at the, at the end of the day, it's about you and you want to feel better, you know, like you want to be taking these steps toward feeling better. And so sometimes that can drag you down a little bit if you're, you know, if you're trying to pull your end of the deal on it and, and your your partner's not. So, you know, do what's best for you at the end of the day, for sure. I've seen some people who have reached out on Facebook and have said, I'm going to start this exercise program. I just, I'm literally not even, I don't need you to be in the same state as me. I just need to be able to check in with someone and tell them I did it. You know, I've seen that people have reached out. And, and I think that that's pretty cool because yeah. there's not a lot of pressure there, you right. know? Yeah. So I guess it just kind of depends on what you do. But I think it's just thinking about those things, right? And it's I think that's about mental health in general is being intentional and checking in with yourself. Yeah, being intentional. And maybe it's because I have a three-year-old, but <laughs> I also like visual reminders of how oh, you're yeah. doing and so like something that you see every day, some people like to like draw on their mirror or, you know, get mm-hmm. a calendar or any on your phone. There's all these apps you can use um, and see the green check mark or see the smiley face. However you do it, put a sticker and kind of just keep track and remind yourself. I just had three or four rough days in a row where I didn't keep up what I wanted to do. But look, I did 18 other days where I mm-hmm. got everything done. And it's just so important to balance motivating yourself being tough on yourself and trying to grind through the days you don't feel like doing what you're supposed to be doing, but at the same time, not getting down if you have a tough stretch. Um, I think we tell our patients all the time, don't let a bad hour turn into a bad day or a bad day turn into a bad week or a bad week mm-hmm. turn into a bad month. It's all. It's never too late to take a deep breath and turn it around. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful advice. So another question we saw kind of in the same vein, but... Um, it's been a lot harder than I thought. I've been keeping my resolution, but I'm just not really sure if I can keep it for the rest of the year. Would you say the same kind of advice that we've been talking about applies to that? Anything else you would add? No, I think I, I think you would just need to kind of reassess that yeah. again and just determine, was it really a goal that was attainable for you? Because mm-hmm. it's really important that, that your goals be attainable. Um, and that's why I always say to take those small bites, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to take those small um steps towards your goal. So maybe just a reassessment and and figure out something that's a little bit less for you to do. And then maybe you can set 10, 10 little steps Mm -hmm. instead of having one large step. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And this, this question is actually probably one of the more common ones that probably hit home to a lot of folks. Uh, If you notice gym memberships or going to the gym, there's more people regularly going in January, February, and it kind of tails off March, April, and then, you know, spring break, summer's coming around and you see people back at the gym. Uh, I think that's a very common human nature to, in any project, go in a little too hard, a little too fast and then kind of burn out. And right. so just however you find yourself able to not burn out, um, whether that's completely resetting, 
whether, you know, whether that's going from, you know, I, I play tennis, so now I'm, I'm changing it over to doing something different, swimming, something different. Um, just you always have to keep an eye on burning out and trying to make things interesting or new or fresh. And um, that's easier said than done. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this this next question, I think a lot of people struggle with. So I'm keeping my resolutions, especially let's let's use the example of eating healthy, but nobody else is in my family and nobody else is supporting me. Did and my, they uh, might be did, giving you a hard time. Did my wife send that question? In? <laughs> I don't that, know if that was you, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> that was too much. Too, too soon, too soon. So how, what's the advice you could give? Cause I, I really do hear this a lot of time, especially mm-hmm. in the South. We've talked about a billion times on this podcast with no matter what kind of doctor I have in here that we need to eat healthier and mm-hmm. stay away from the fried chicken and the sweet tea, but it tastes so darn good. Yeah. Um, and not everybody around you is always going to have your goals and support your goals. So how do you manage that? So I don't know, whenever I think about, um, like the people in your household not supporting you and your goals or like taking a different um, path than you. I always wonder too, um, if you don't need to step back, take a step back and and see if there's something else going on. Because usually um, in relationships, you know, there's kind of like a give and take. And so we most of the time support each other and support each other in our decisions. But, you know, occasionally there may be some fears or anxieties or some other things that are going on from your partner. Like maybe they're seeing that you're really doing well mm. with your um diet goals and they're not doing so well and so it brings up something in them you know that's that that you may not have even known was going to happen and so you just have to be supportive of them and talk through those things and find out if there's something that you can do specifically that would be more supportive to them and kind of calm those anxieties Mm -hmm. those fears for them and you'll find too that whenever you have those conversations as difficult as it may seem whenever you start those conversations that they can really make some movement not only in your health goals but in your relationship because Mm -hmm. you know you're really taking on that that role of communicating with one another and understanding what you want out of your relationship as well yeah and I think, you know, never blaming uh, someone else for things that you are doing yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's uh, in, in our work, we see that in kind of the addiction community. You know, if there are yeah. two people that are married or together and they struggle with the same addiction, um, somebody's able to keep sobriety and the other person isn't. Um, if somebody falls off the wagon, you have to figure out a way where you're not going to join them. That's right. And you can't make excuses because that person made me do this or that. Um, on a more kind of fundamental day to day level, um, you know, if it's something like eating healthy and, you know, you're the only person in the family remaining that's doing that or however you want to phrase it, you may have to take some what may seem like drastic steps, like have two separate pantries where like your food and snacks mm-hmm. are in one. Mm-hmm. The other persons are in the other. I'm um, even a refrigerator, get like a smaller refrigerator that's just your food. Um, So you're not tempted or looking at a common refrigerator, which has a lot of stuff that you have really told yourself you're going to try to avoid. Um, And then the other things like exercise and things like that. If you're somebody that likes to exercise in the morning and that's just not working out for your partner or your family, um, you know, figure out a way to make it work. And if you were both supposed to wake up early and do it like you had mentioned, Liza, but, you know, that's not working out. A is see if you both can find a better time. But if not, if, if evenings work better for you, just politely tell the person it's more likely for me to be doing these good things at a different time of the day. Um, but that's 
just like Amanda said, that, you know, is usually deeper. There's probably more going on in the relationship. And if you can communicate, be open and honest, not only is it going to help you keep your goals, but I think it's going to help strengthen your relationship. Um, And I I think that's all worthwhile. Absolutely. That's great advice. And a a lot of what I'm hearing y'all say is, um, you're almost kind of creating contingency plans, right? And yeah. we're not just assuming that everything, like you said, like at the beginning of January, everything's going to go great. I'm going to just, I'm just pumped. I'm going to achieve yeah. all these goals. And then when that kind of little failure comes in, you've already set yourself up for that contingency of what's going to happen. If all these things that we've talked about happen to you and you don't let yourself go off the rails. And I think I also think about it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. Right. Um, and I think we tend to with, at least with me, with new year's resolutions, you think, well, I've got to do this in this year. Well, you have the rest of your life, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be done in 2022. It might take you three years to lose weight, but this is just your kicking off point. That's right. So would you also say that any time could be a new year's resolution yes, time, right? Like it doesn't right. just happen to be in January. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you're, yeah. So your kicking off point can be any time you mm-hmm. want to see a change in your life, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that that's really important to keep that in mind. You know, like if you have, don't, don't put the pressure on yourself. If you're not feeling it right this minute, don't put the pressure on yourself. You have, like you said, you have the rest of the year and the rest of your life. Um, and today you just wake up and today can be the day. Mm-hmm. But the most important part is to actually take the step and to do it, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that there's, there's something that happens between thinking that I'm going to do something and actually doing it that sometimes limits us. And so actually taking that step, once you've taken that step, it's you should just really reward yourself and be glad that you've yeah. taken that step because that is a huge step. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we think about things all the time, but we don't necessarily follow through with them. But the follow through is like, that's really awesome. You should really reward yourself for that. That's a great point. How about rewarding yourself? Is that something you should put in your contingency plan? Yeah, if I do absolutely. X, Y, and Z and I meet it this month or something, what is my, and it doesn't have to be buying yourself something. Maybe. I don't know, but, but what, what could that look like? Yeah. First of all, I have nothing to add to what Amanda just said. And you just said back to back, um, I'm just going to be listening to you all the rest of the time. I think that that was just really great. Um, but yeah, positive reinforcement. So Mm -hmm. reward, um, I, I think is the most, um, long-term successful way of, um, having habits become your daily habits or regular habits. So uh, I think that is absolutely important. So, you know, in a weight loss type of thing, people call about a cheat day where they, they reward mm-hmm. themselves that day with the type of food that they really enjoy. Or, you know, if you're working really hard, you might take a vacation that's really planned out. Um, you know, in any any way you can do it, um, you should always have that built in. And it shouldn't be just something that's secondary to you. It should be a, a part of your plan is to reward yourself for sticking even 90%, 80% to the plan. Um, right. Absolutely very important. Well, do you guys have anything else to add? I feel like we've covered a, a lot of this. Um, anything else with regards to checking in with yourself, habits, New Year's resolutions? You know, just just keep plugging away at it. Yeah. And, and get, you know, get like I said, give yourself grace whenever things don't go quite right um, and just pick it back up the next day and, and start over. And you will definitely achieve what you want to over time. Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big Kirby Smart fan, so he says two things. He says, "Be where your feet are," mm. and he says, "Keep keep chopping." And that's the, that's basically what Amanda just said. I, I like both of those to remind yourself 
to kind of uh, take stock where you are and then just keep uh, ch- chopping away at it and um, it, good things will happen. That's awesome. So I was kind of thinking about this while we were talking and you mentioned addiction. So th- these are all pretty light topics that we've yeah. been talking about. If someone is struggling with something like addiction or they, you know, want to quit something that they're not able to do and that's mm-hmm. one of their goals and they, they've tried all the things we've talked about, what would their next steps be? Could they come see you guys? And, and what does that look like? Yeah. And that's a reminder, like new year's resolutions are sort of a light thing that we kind of mm-hmm. joke about and yeah. kind of, uh, it, it's, that's it, actually a blessing to be in that camp. Sure. There are other people who on January 1st will say, I will never drink alcohol again. And it's like a life or death decision that they have to stick to, or things are not going to go well in their life. And so I want, you know, anyone like that, who's listening First of all, if it's February and you're not keeping up with it, you're not, it's not over. You're not alone. There are many people out there that want to help you. Um, uh, you know, the, the easiest, if it's, if it's very far down the line, just show up at any ER, uh, call 911, get to help. Because once you get there, you will be put in the right place. And, um, you know, we, we offer, uh, we do detox at Sylvia Bar if, if, if that's something that you really need. Um, but we also can get you to other places that um, can can uh, help you. And on the outpatient side, the therapy, the medication management, uh, we do all of that at Southwell. So we have um, helped a lot of people come off of opioids or benzodiazepines or alcohol use disorder. And um, that's something we take a lot of pride in to being a partner in your journey and never hesitate. Like there, there is no... Um, storm cloud that just ne- doesn't go away. You just have to ask for help sometimes and you have to let some time pass. But if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling isolated, please ask for help because there is help out there and a lot of people that care about you. That's right. Absolutely. And at the end of this, we'll we'll give all the phone numbers and everything we need to um, so people can reach out to you all. So thank you all so much for joining us today. I think this was a really good discussion and I hope that everybody takes your advice to heart and uh, maybe we can check in in a few months and see how everyone's doing in uh, April or May or June with their resolution. That sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. To learn more about how to make an appointment with Southwell Psychiatry, you can call 229-391-4355. If you have a loved one who is aged 55 and older and is experiencing problems with memory loss or depression, you can call the Sylvia Barr Center at 229-896-8100. And finally, if you are in crisis, you can always call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live Well with Southwell. If you have a question for a healthcare expert or a topic you'd like us to discuss, send an email to info at myselfwell.com. Until next time, live well.